Yo, what's up? We are now at Korikfjelle, sitting in an ID bus, and now I'm going to drive to uh, Motion. So, yes, we haven't had this video in a while now, so I figured, yeah, why not? Let's do it now. So, it's the I don't know, rambling. No, I, I would call it the, the TED Talk video. Yes. So, um, today's topic is going to be about those sites, those, those maybe outdated charging sites. Yeah, how about that? I, I don't know what to call it, but uh, the idea to this video came up when I was driving in this stretch. Now, we are kind of far north now, but actually not that far north. Um, and on the way here, I was, you will pass by many of these uh, charging sites that has two times 50 kilowatt uh, ch fast chargers and then two times 22 kilowatt AC. And the charging corridor has been made, well, a while ago. Uh, well, actually, when was it made? I think it was, let's say, five, six years ago, which is actually not that long. Uh, but already now, I feel like those sites are outdated. So let me explain why. Because 50 kilowatt has some limitations. Um, okay, it's labeled as 50 kilowatt, but you don't always, you, what you see is not what you get. That's the problem. So the problem is that those plugs that they use, that's a CCS1 plug and channel, uh, they are limited to 125 amps. And then car, EVs typically, they will have voltage that ranges from uh, 300 50 maybe 350 to 400 volt typically and then for evs they can take maximum speed tip when they have low use normally that's the normal conditions which means that you arrived with 350 volt which the charging voltage will be maybe higher 360 something and then you charge at maximum 125 amp and you don't get 50 kilowatt you get 40 42 45 kilowatt and then eventually you will get 50 kilowatt, maybe, depending on what car it is. Uh, so, which means that you're actually not utilizing the 50 kilowatt uh, most of the time. You might be utilizing, I don't know, on average, maybe only 45 kilowatt. And then what about the type two? Yeah, well, two times 22 kilowatt type two is also there, uh, but then which cars can take it? Because we have seen the trend nowadays that uh, well, for let's say for four or five years ago, most EVs they had uh, 7.4 kilowatt onboard charger, but now it's more common to have at least 11 kilowatt onboard charger. But that's still not 22 kilowatt. So why do we have have 22 kilowatt over there? Well, I guess some Zoe's might be able to utilize it. Uh, maybe some classic Teslas with um, dual chargers and some uh, Renault, uh, yeah, Megane, the new one. But then what about Fat e-tron? It's supposed to have 22 kilowatt and then Taycan. Well, I actually wonder where did they go? Because on spec, yes, they're supposed to have it, but I've never seen a Fat e-tron charge on 22 kilowatt uh, and then, you know, posting about it. So I think they, they kind of, okay, it's supposed to be there, but they never implemented it. They never delivered those 22 kilowatt onboard chargers. So what I'm saying is that not many cars can take 22 kilowatt. And okay, there are many Zoe's out there that can take 22 kilowatt. But in Norway, I travel a lot in Norway. The Zoe's are not being used for long trips. They are used mostly for local runs, which means that those 22 kilowatts, 
they are kind of waste of waste of power because you know that that 50 kilowatt uh, plus uh, 22 kilowatt that, that's roughly 150 kilowatt power that needs to be reserved on that site and also i remember when when i talked to the charge point operators about this uh they you know yeah they they also need to consider available power and if available power is not enough then they need to maybe stretch some high voltage cables or or invest in a more a bigger uh, uh, um and transformer and stuff so and then also you have the peak power so actually the problem is that um, the available power might not be enough but whatever you have there should be utilized better so ah, I just remember peak power could actually be a problem. <laughs> I'll come back to that if I remember it. But you see, that this is the problem because we are in no man's land. Yeah, let me talk about peak power. The problem also in no man's land is that not many people use those chargers. And you can see, you can maybe you get a better understanding while I'm driving here that uh, the, the population density is low, the traffic density is low, and also naturally, very few people use those chargers. And remember that Fortum, Grand Contact, or now Recharge, Mayer, or those charge point operators, they invested money back in the days to install those chargers. It was a high investment cost. Uh, you think it's just a charger? No, it's, you have to stretch some cables, dig some stuff in the ground, create some uh, concrete foundation, put a shed, uh, and also the, the app, the, the support, the 24-7 port, but at least the investment cost is there. And then you have to sell the fast charging sessions and try to make the money back while still maintaining some, I don't know, if there's some running cost there, probably. So obviously, if you invest something like that in the middle of Oslo, you will have lots and lots of people using them. But if you invest in them there over here, very few people will use it. And then it will take a long time for you for the company to get the money back and start making money on those charges. Uh, but however, um, many of those stretches, they have been supported by Innova. The so Innova is uh, a governmental uh, company thing that, um, um, yeah, they, they do lots of um, support or they, they have some uh, subsidies they uh, uh, dish out to companies that do something for the, for the environment. And also, back in the days, Innova would have some kind of requirement for what what is needed, or what, like they, they they will have a stretch, right, Österdal or in the north here, and then some companies can get support if they meet the requirements set by Innova. And from my my understanding, back then, many many years ago, they required two times fifty kilowatt, which makes sense when you have i threes and leaves. Uh, and 22 kilowatt AC, two of them also. Uh, that, that one, I don't know why, because back then those cars couldn't really take that kind of charging speed, except for Zoe's and then Tesla Model S. Um, but it turns out that by the end of the day, not many cars use those chargers. I've seen sites actually, yeah, like in Moirana, Circle K, the one that I eat pizza every time, I'm going to Moirana. That one used to have two times 22 kilowatt AC and then one times 50 kilowatt DC. And then they replaced the two AC with one DC instead. So 22 times 44-ish kilowatt, that became 50, yeah. And I've seen other sites also where they take 
take away the AC and then replace them with DC because they figured out that the space and the power available there is better utilized. So which brings me back to, well, why stop there, right? Why don't we go for something faster? Because if we have 150 kilowatt available on that site, why don't put a, a delta charger, 150 kilowatt delta with two plugs? Then you get 75 kilowatt each, or if you're alone, which is most likely, <laughs> then you get 150 kilowatt. So a fat e-tron will be getting close to 150 kilowatt there rather than sucking on 50 kilowatt only. And that means that you will then minimize the, the probability of Ladestau. Uh, and during summer, those 50 kilowatt uh, sites are just being gangbang. Uh, and the problem is that nowadays cars, they have so big batteries that they need to charge for at least an hour or sometimes almost two hours. And they, maybe they just go to the restaurant and they stay there for two hours but but meanwhile remember that those sites they also have AC but those AC powers are not being used utilized so you could have chewed away the queue better if we had better power distribution on the on the chargers that's basically what I'm saying but why don't the companies do it like over here we have some uh, recharge some uh, mer well, I guess it brings down to cost versus uh, utilization. So, Mer, I'm guessing, I haven't talked to them about this, but I'm guessing that uh, they don't want to take that reinvestment to upgrade because they have already taken an investment long time ago and who knows if they even got the money back yet. And then they're going to reinvest again after five, six years to put up some, take just taking away those uh, 50 kilowatt chargers and the 22 kilowatt and installing a delta charger uh, that one already cost money for the labor and the reinstallation and then the charger itself and then what the heck do they do with the 50 kilowatts because nowadays you see that they don't really install that many 50 kilowatt they tend to go for high power chargers so you then have hardware just laying around not being used so you know it's like the chicken or the egg what, what do you do because as for me, I'm driving the ID bus and yeah, I'm driving now over to Mushan. Mushan is a, a city. So at least over there, it kind of pays off to have high power chargers. Same with Muirana, which is further north. Those sites, um, for example, Muirana Recharge, they also removed some 50 kilowatt recently and installed a bunch of chem power chargers at Esso. So like, suddenly you have high power charge over there. Nice, but it pays off because in Moirana, I see more and more EVs. So you will have peop local people charging there, but also for uh, holiday or weekends even, there will be other people driving by there, going to the destination cabin, and they will, they will also need to high power charge there. So putting up a high power charger site on, um, in a city will give you higher utilization and low, uh, shorter payback time or what they call a return on investment, yeah. But installing a high power charger in no man's land like Mayavatn or Hairan will most likely not pay back in a very, very long time. But the problem is that for me as a user, as a consumer, I will then look at the charging map and then they say, oh, that's, that's 50 kilowatt. No, 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 that's not gonna cut it. This, this ID bus can take 189 kilowatts you know, so I want Ionity or V3 supercharger or at least 150 kilowatt fast charger. So for me, I will leap between the high power chargers and I will not visit the 50 kilowatt chargers 
So you see, it means that if Mayer or the other companies they re re like retrofit those 50 kilowatt sites with high power charger, the probability that a fat e-tron or a Tesla or well maybe not yeah, depend maybe not Tesla but at least fat e-tron or some other non non Teslas will visit that site because it has 150 kilowatt now you know th that probability is going to be higher <laughs> so it's like a it's like a bad spiral they keep the 50 kilowatt nobody uses them it's too slow uh, and that's just how it is and then it's such a shame because we have a nice beautiful landscape here long stretches long distances. Uh, and lots of EVs and uh, Norway needs more fast chargers. I've seen it during holiday seasons. There would be, sometimes you might have to queue up for like an hour at the 50 kilowatt side and there'll be two fat e-trons slurping in juice. Nobody uses the AC <laughs> or maybe someone uses the AC, but they can only utilize 7.4 kilowatt from it. You know? uh, and that's just how the story goes. So yeah, I, I actually don't have the solution. I just present you guys the problem but but also I have to say 50 kilowatt chargers I mean are they useless today I feel like they are a little bit outdated they should at least be the 75 kilowatt like like the RTM uh, the tritium uh, 75 kilowatt because those chargers I believe that they have higher amp limit on the plug uh, it should be 200 amp and then you should be getting more I think the, the chance of getting uh, 75 actual 75 kilowatt on those chargers are higher than getting 50 kilowatt on a 50 kilowatt charger you need to have a car uh, some cars like the id3 uh, has actually high enough voltage so you, you can get 49 kilowatt even at low state of charge but most cars they can't utilize it as i mentioned earlier but yeah from my, from a user's perspective for me i would like to see only high power chargers like I don't want to see the 50 kilowatt chargers because they are simply too slow. Uh, we just need enough of those. You can say, well, but there are still old cars out there. Like, Bjorn, get off your high horse, you know. No, but yes, old cars, yes, they they can only utilize 50 kilowatts, but they can also use uh, high power chargers. As long as we have enough stalls, then no problem. Like like chem power, you know, put up enough stalls, have some smart power distribution, and then a Taycan that needs lots of power will get the power, and then a leaf or an i3 can just slurp uh, sip on some 45 kilowatts <laughs> yeah um, but yeah so so the problem is how do you solve this and also what about new installations i think for existing installations i don't have the solution uh one one solution actually yeah i just remember would actually be for innova to consider uh, another round of uh, there will be like an upgrade round but it will only be directed directly to the companies that initially install that site so normally when they have this they call it uh, um, what do you call it again um, uh, yeah they, they announce openly which companies will will do it and then someone will take it take the job right but now this is more like a closed upgrade since we already have the companies there uh, we don't want to change what company wants to run the the, the site um, <coughs> so <coughs> so <coughs> i tried to remember what it was called but yeah so anyway <coughs> what they can do is that innova <coughs> can actually offer these companies subsidy to upgrade existing sites that's actually the only way 
for the existing site to be better. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I think that the charge point operators will not uh, upgrade the sites, and for for the from the user's perspective, it will be a better experience to to upgrade the sites. But also, when it comes to new sites, at least I haven't seen it that. Um, now, at least, fortunately, at least in Norway, I see that new sites they they get high power chargers, or at least they get some some uh, delta chargers. So that is actually the way to go. Just like Tesla, you know, they don't install V3 superchargers anymore. The new sites they will always come up with. Uh, no, sorry, no. they don't install V2 anymore. Sorry, V2 is like you know, outdated for Tesla. They only install V3, which is faster and more future-proof. Uh, the problem, in my opinion, is that uh, the 50 kilowatt chargers, they are not future-proof. But I can understand from a, from a cost perspective that 50 kilowatt chargers, when you want to just install it, maybe in some other countries, they install it at Lidl or somewhere, right? It's not too expensive, it doesn't require too much power, and it will still provide okay power for some cars. And it's still faster than some AC charging point, at least, yeah. Um, but in that in that regard, yes, it kind of makes sense. Uh, but if you install two 50 kilowatt chargers, then it starts to not make sense, especially if the site also has some AC, because then you you already need to invest in space and time and money. Uh, I mean, and, and labor to to install two 50 kilowatt, and that means that you already have 100 150 kilowatt on that site, and you. You know, you have to invest more chargers. In my opinion, installing two chargers like that is actually a bad idea today. Um, they should instead go for uh, uh, some kind of power sharing, like like a hypercharger with two plugs, or a delta charger, or well, chem power is slightly more complicated since you then have to dig on the ground, you have the dispenser, whatever, but you can actually also buy, chem power also has a standalone uh, product that is just like the other ones. You just have the charging box, everything in there, but you can also then upgrade the power modules there. But you can also do that with, um, okay, Delta doesn't allow the flexibility, but at least hypercharger from Alpetronic, you also have the possibility to upgrade power units as you get more traffic there. Um, that is uh, the best, uh, in my opinion, that is the way to go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because then that site becomes more future-proof. Because if you look today, those there are a few sites with Delta 150 kilowatt chargers and then shared between, so they're 2 times 75 or 1 times 150. Even today, that site is good for many cars, like a Tesla, a Fat e-tron, this ID bus would be happy to receive 145 kilowatt. That is roughly max for that one for this car. That was plenty. So it means that, in a way, the 50 kilowatt chargers, they are kind of outdated. You know, they they worked great until uh, maybe 2000 and I don't know, 18. Or let's say okay until 2020 roughly. Then most cars they kind of need more power. But at least the 150 kilowatt. Delta chargers or Alpetronic or Chem Power, they will still work, I claim, until at least 2030, maybe even longer, because in general, cars they 
they they will use this a certain amount of energy uh, they, they are not the, the energy consumption in EVs will not go up significantly M maybe eventually they will put they will make like freaking uh, uh, G G-Wagon thirsty G-Wagon but most EVs they make today they will actually try to make them efficient and the battery sizes okay might be bigger true but and then you say yeah then it will take longer to fill it up yes but cars nowadays they don't utilize 150 kilowatt for too long except for maybe fat e-tron so you will only peak at 150 kilowatt for until let's say uh, uh, 20 20 to 40 percent depending on battery size so actually in the future when you have bigger batteries or better battery tech you can then ride on the 150 kilowatt wave for longer maybe you can charge 150 kilowatt until 80 percent just like just like an i3 can charge on uh, 48 kilowatt until 80 percent nowadays right so what I'm saying is that those 150 kilowatt sites will be way more future-proof and they can last until at least 2030, maybe even longer. Because my claim is that cars, they will just need a certain amount of energy. And when you have 150 kilowatt, you already have pretty good speed to fulfill people's need. And then you can say, okay, but what about 350 kilowatt or one megawatt? You want to refill within five minutes. Okay, this is a different topic I'm touching into. Yeah, true, but again, <laughs> uh, I also have some claims based on real world experience that in my opinion, refilling within, uh, recharging within five minutes might not be necessary due to the nature of EVs that you can, in many cases, charge at home. It's becoming more and more common now. There are more and more laws in Norway even. There are laws that uh, allows, gives you the right to install a charging station at um, a parking lot if you live in a high-rise building. And more countries will come with that. So you, the probability of having AC charging where you either work or uh, li live is higher, which means that the, the, the need to refill the battery locally is lower. And that means you only need to refill the battery when you are in some kind of un, uh, unforeseen situation locally or when you are on a road trip. And like we are now on a road trip, then the, the situation is different because then I will usually start with full battery or high battery. And then by the time I need to stop for a uh, filling, uh, uh, yeah, by the time the battery is low, then I also need to, to pee and eat, you know? And also not many people hammer 1,000 kilometers per day. So when you are on a road trip, you might just drive 500 kilometers per day, depending on where, especially in Norway. Yeah. So in Norway, you can actually drive a typical day trip on a vacation with family and kids, dogs, whatever. You can almost do that the whole day stretch without recharging, or you just need to top up one time. And then typically when you need to stop, stop for food, the car will be ready at 90% or 100% before you have finished eating. So what I'm saying is that 150 kilowatt is actually future-proof. Yeah, I don't know if it makes sense, but okay, some sites maybe you can have some mega charger for some people who just need to fill it up within five minutes. But for most people, as long as you have enough charging points, then even roughly 150 to 250 kilowatt is sufficient. So um, yeah, I touch into many different topics. Um, I'm not sure if this makes any sense and if it will make life better for EV drivers or not. I'm just uh, telling you how it is. 
and then maybe someone gets some good idea about uh, yeah i just remember now it's called tender tender is the listening to uh, announce for uh, charting network whatever yeah 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 like i said you know Enova when they they announce this tender they can then get companies to build charting network but i feel like okay the charting network has been built but uh you kind of need to follow up because times are changing evs are getting better and better and we need to update that charting network for example tesla is done you know back in the old days tesla was only 90 kilowatt in the early days in us and then they introduced the 120 and the 135 kilowatt superchargers and now they also but tesla actually tesla system is more future-proof already from the start because two and two uh, stalls were sharing juice um, and that is actually that actually makes sense when you have a, a Ladestau situation because then you will be you're, you're able to output more power uh, and then get rid of the queue but then the, the Tesla also managed to upgrade to 150 kilowatt at least for the v2 and also the stalls they they managed to switch out the the type 2 only for uh, type 2 and uh, and CCS. So now my ID bus, or not my, but uh, yeah, it's a press card. But then the ID bus here can also go over to the V2 supercharger and charge there and get almost 150 kilowatts. But also then they implemented V3. But they can then upgrade parts of the hardware, but they already kind of did the, the groundwork of uh, installing uh, the charger and dug on the ground. So all sites. They didn't have to do too much they just changed the power modules which is the one the boxes you see to the right and then the stalls the dispenser to the left and then the car is pretty much uh, future proof and this site here for example 150 kilowatt my claim is that it will still work great even in 2030 uh okay 100 250 kilowatt would be nice but yeah it's not that much uh, needed but then when it comes to the other sites the 50 kilowatt sites they, they they didn't really think that forward they build the chargers the, the abb fsec and it's not really future proof not expandable not yeah not upgradable whereas chem power is upgradable and expandable uh alpitronic is also expandable upgradable but you just have to make sure to get the fat a cabinet if you get the thin cabinet then you only have one or two power modules available you might as well go for the fat cabinet with four power modules available and then you only put in one or two in the beginning and then you can upgrade so um yeah so now i'm just gonna plug in here and get some juice probably cold yeah colgate yeah that's also another thing i will wait maybe i should uh, plug in by the end of the stall so i don't uh, no but there it doesn't matter it actually doesn't matter where i plug in but maybe i just do it like this to be a good panda plug in by the end of the stall here so i'm not disturbing if anyone else would come here yeah <laughs> but anyway so yes i think that's gonna be it for now i hope you guys enjoyed this video as always thank you for watching and talk to you later